everyone. Uh, welcome sports fans again to another edition of the TMG podcast. We finally got set up. We got uh, some, uh, you know, uh, hamster wheels going and uh, I think we're going to be able to do it with some patchwork here. Um, but we are excited to be back for another week. And uh, Mark Blauchin, Jersey guy, are you hooked up by a, a tin cup and a string, I think? Yeah, I've got Alexander Graham Bell is working on my uh, Skype account here, so we'll see what happens. Okay, uh, I mean a Dixie cup. Dixie cup and a string. I think we all used to do that when we were kids, probably at some point. Uh, and Herb Gould, are you there? I am here. And Tony Barnhart from reporting from Gainesville? Live from Gainesville, Florida. I'm getting to speak to a room full of Gators. Oh, boy. You're, boy, you're coming in. You're coming in loud and clear. Uh, speaking to a room of Gators, that that's that's uh, could be a, a hostile environment, I think. Well, I spoke I spoke to a group in Orlando last week that was seventy five percent Gators, and they weren't happy. And so this room tonight is going to be ninety five percent Gators, and they're really not happy. And uh, so yeah, and the big uh, Georgia Florida game coming up here this weekend, and yeah. Georgia's looks like Georgia's pretty good, and yeah. uh, we, we will see. It's uh, it's it, for my for my conferences conferences that's it's so uh, that that highlights uh, a pretty decent weekend we got a couple of got a couple of more games we're keeping an eye on that's right that, yeah that's one of our featured games we'll get to we'll get to our games of the, our games of the week in a, in a moment and uh, at first I kind of wanted to do a, I kind of want to do a, a, a me bad or a, or a not me bad or my bad me a culpa segment um, and get in kind of throw it around the room uh, about what uh, you know what uh, uh, projection did you make, or what what have you what have you said, written, or spat, or spoken this year that that you uh, that you feel bad about right now, or or you were wrong about? And let's let's start with Jersey guy. Well, I, I was okay. I go and start with her. On the uh, Penn State front, I, I can tell you that because of knowledge. You know, I mean, I saw them not, you know, just barely get by Iowa, and I saw them struggle in the first half against Northwestern and. And then we saw a totally different or much improved Penn State just take apart Michigan. Uh, And I'm convinced, you know, I I moved them up in the poll. And uh, I'll be real interested to see whether they can keep it going in Columbus this weekend. Uh, Okay, the Jersey guy, if we can hear you, uh, uh, I know know what your should be. And let's see what it actually is. Yeah, well, you know, I have to put my hat on my hands and go up to Chester Hill on Friday night because I, I thought that Boston College would be looking at two and seven. That's right. Uh, after after three weeks of, uh, of Louisville, Virginia, and, and Florida State, well, they, they're, they're four and four uh, after beating Louisville and Virginia on the road, and 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 the way Florida State's playing, they could be five and four, which is a long way from two and seven. And Steve Dazio is his seat is not up on the hot. He's, he's sitting in an icebox right now instead of hot seat. That's right. You sound like uh, the Apollo 13 mission uh, right about when they're going on the dark side of the moon. I'll be, I'm going to be interested to see how this, uh, how this, uh, this comes out on our podcast. But uh, excellent answer from Jersey guy. Uh, Coach Barnhart, uh, your biggest regret, uh, you're my bad this year? Uh, I told everybody that the SEC East would be better this year <laughs> okay. uh, compared to the SEC West. I could not be more wrong because Tennessee is awful and Florida is not much better. And Kentucky, who I thought had turned a corner, just absolutely got taken to the woodshed by Mississippi State. 
South Carolina, eh, they lost yeah. their, their last SEC West game. So I, I thought the SEC East would close the gap a little bit, and other than Georgia, they have not done. Yeah, uh, I, I, Rank Man has his own, uh, uh, several of them. Uh, but obviously, USC is not as good uh, as I thought they were going to be. Uh, you know, Sam Darnold is not going to win the Heisman Trophy. Uh, I thought the Pac-12 was really a lopsided conference this year with, with two really good teams, and it turns out that there, you know, there are better teams in the middle that are going to end up mucking everything up. Uh, the Arizonas are, 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 I don't know where they've come from uh, all of a sudden. Um, and I, Blau, I talked to him earlier, he says he won't allow me to use this one, but I'm going to use it anyway. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry that I ranked Notre Dame preseason number one last year and not this year, um, but uh, he's not allowing that. He says this year only. No, it's going to be the nope. calendar year, sorry. Okay, all right, I'm just throwing that out there. Um, well, that's good. I think we're all sorry, and uh, we'll move on. Um, I want to talk a little bit about a column that that, that Jersey guy wrote today about the re- college football regular season and and just um, how good it continues to be relative to all other sports. My question is, the 14 playoff, and I guess I, I think I was wrong about this too. I thought the 14 playoff would... Uh, I love the BCS for all the madness it was, but I thought I thought the playoff would diminish the regular season somewhat, a little bit at least. I don't think it has. I think it's just as exciting. Others would argue, um, but what's your opinion on what's what's the thought about the, uh, the impact of, of the fourteen playoff on the regular season? Herb Gould, go ahead. Well, you know we had this conversation with Bill Hancock uh, down in Tampa last winter. I mean, I've been advocating for an 18 playoff for decades, but when we sat down with Bill and he explained some of the twists and turns that it wasn't really plausible or feasible, I, you know, I, I still I wouldn't mind seeing an eight teamer, but I'm comfortable with four for the for the various reasons that you know that we've all gone into, uh, you know. And Blau, I saw what Blau said. I, you know, I, I do not like the idea of. of games on campus before Christmas because that to me destroys the bowl experience. I, I want, if there is going to be an eight teamer, I want to see four games around new year's day and then, you know, advance to a final four and, and a, a champ game. I, I don't, I don't want to see games in December in Columbus and Ann Arbor or Tuscaloosa. You know, I, I want to see those kids get a, a bowl experience that, that would, that would, put me back to the four-team deal rather than the eight-team deal if they're going to play in December. Well, and two, two things that are going on there, guys, is the presidents have already told them, You're, you, you know, we, we can let, we'll let two teams go into, you know, January 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. We'll do that. But don't, don't be coming to us and pushing to us to put the championship game into the back half of January. So that, that's number one. Yeah, uh, but- Number two, just think, guys, what's the potential of what could happen this year, okay? But t- potentially, if Notre Dame gets in and two, uh, two conferences champions get left out, or, God forbid, the SEC got two teams in, or the Big Ten got two teams in, and, and Notre Dame doesn't get in at 11-1, and other conferences get left out. The entertainment value alone is worth keeping it at four because of what if you had if you had eight 
all of that drama would be missing. You know all the conference champs were going to get in. You know a one-loss Notre Dame would get in. And the fact that some of those teams may not get in is the, is the drama that drives the conversation. Yeah, I'm guessing I'm guess Jersey Guy disagrees with that, and we'll give you a 30-second rebuttal. I, I do disagree with that, Tony, because, because for, first of all, in, in terms of what Herb said about the bowl experiences, is, is every, everyone knows, what we've seen in the last couple of years is that the, the, the Final Four teams, it's not a bowl game for them, it's a business trip. They don't go first. They, yeah, they, 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 we, we have 30, 40 bowls, and, 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 and 36 <laughs> of them, or 32 of them are, are bowl experiences. But the Final Four bowls are... are, are, are basically business trips for those teams that want to win the national championship. So if you play four games on a, on a, on a dead week before Christmas, and, and we need football, this country needs football, you know, every weekend until January. So that, and then nothing changes with, with the with the system that, that, that is in place. We have those four winners, then we go and continue as we, as we go on from now on. And the interesting thing is, if talk about Bill Hancock, I remember we were all in a room when Bill Hancock was, was working with the BCS and argued vehemently that, that a four-ball, four-ball, uh, 14-playoff would, would diminish the regular season. That was his argument, uh, and it proved not to be correct. I mean, I, I think the regular season is as good as not better because now everyone's involved. Like Tony said, we have a lot of different scenarios. Yeah, but there, there, I think we can all agree that there is a number uh, of playoff teams that will start to impact the, the uh, regular season. And we don't know what that number is. What if it is eight? What if it is eight? Well, you know, the other thing well, you guys keep in mind is we're talking, we're talking about the 15. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. Too many voices. Oh, sorry. Blau and him coming here. Well, Houston, uh, the Houston. this is Houston control. Blau, uh, Blau go, go pour yourself a glass of Tang. And uh, and, uh, and and take a fi- take a, a little time off here and check your uh, your air valve for your spacewalk that you're going to okay. have in about five minutes. And Herb, Herb, go ahead. What were you going to say? Okay. Well, what I was going to say was we're talking about the fifth team getting screwed rather than the third team, and uh, or even the second team if you go way back. You know when these teams couldn't match up one and two. So in that sense, I'm not as concerned about it. Also, uh, what Tony said earlier laid it out really well that the, the, the powers that be are not going to sign off on an eight-team playoff that goes deep into January. Uh, I, you know, and, and then they've already contractually said they're not changing this system. So as much as I like an eight-teamer, I'm not real worried about it. You know, this four-team thing really does create a lot of drama and arguments. And it's also, you know, there's no feasible way to get to eight now. So, you know, I'm not going to cry for the fifth team in this deal. And, you know, this year any more than I did last year. You know, the Penn State certainly had a good case. Didn't work out. Hoo-hoo. They had to go to the Rose Bowl. You know, not not the end of the universe. Um, you know, I, I, the more I, I'm getting old, I guess, I, the status quo isn't as terrible to me as it used to be. Yeah, well, I think Tony's point is probably uh... – yeah, the important one. What if Notre Dame can muck this up? Is that what if two conference champions get left out of the mix? Uh, then I think then you're going to hear some some real fighting, um, and and I think that's where that's where it gets problematic. But you know, I I, I was wrong. I thought I think it's been fine. I was worried that there was not going to be excitement in into October and November, and there's been plenty plenty of excitement. And there will be excitement. Um, but uh, moving moving forward, I first want to give a shout out to uh, 
uh, our uh, my former one of my former copy desk guys uh, for the LA Times who wrote I think was the headline of the year on a Notre Dame uh, win over USC and, it, and a banner headline in Sunday's LA Times was Blarney Rubble, which I think was <laughs> was was pretty was pretty good and it was Steve Horn. Uh, he's written you know many headlines over the last 25, 30 years. I think that was one of his best. But that that's, that you know that pretty what much was Blarney Rubble and and Herb getting to back to and you wrote about this uh, today um, is that Notre Dame looks pretty good. I mean, not we they still got a, a lot of work left, but they look like a bigger, uh, much more powerful version than the the, the two thousand twelve team that kind of smoke and mirrored its way to, you know, to 12 and 0. Um, your thoughts on the Irish? Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right, Duke. You know, this team, uh, you know, the makeover with the coaching staff is just been, you know, tremendously productive. The running game is sixth in the nation. Josh Adams is sixth in the nation. He's deserving of some Heisman attention. And, you know, they've also got, uh, a, a very aggressive defense that's uh, plus ten, if I remember right. I had it in the pay, in the on the website wow. this morning. Uh, you know, they're just doing everything right, and I think from what I've seen, and you guys probably would agree with this, when a team has a year like last year, that just kind of that just makes everybody tougher and more determined. And when you have the talent that Notre Dame has, and then you put in that determination to get it done. You know, they're doing everything, and maybe the most important thing would be that, that Brandon Wimbush threw two really nice touchdowns early in that game, and, and Tony, we could not have seen that when Georgia no. South Bend. Yeah. You know, uh, for him to be making, he doesn't have to make a lot of throws, but, but the fact that he can make that throw occasionally on top of their running game and their aggressive defense, you know, I like them a lot. I mean, that'll be a hell of a game when they go down to Miami and, and when they go out to Stanford. And if, if they don't play their best game, these home games are, are tricky. But but if they do what they can do, there's no reason they can't run the table. Yeah. All right, here, here's, here's the question, guys, I All have right. about Notre Dame. Are we, if they, Herb just gave you the schedule, Miami, uh, Stanford, uh, if they go 11-1, and one, do we think they'll be in the playoffs or – with the only loss being by one point to Georgia, number three. If they run the table, do we think they'll be in the playoffs, or do we know they'll be in the playoffs? Well, as, as long as they're not in a, in a battle against uh, one loss Georgia. I think the only thing that keeps Notre yeah. Dame out is that if Georgia loses the, uh, you know, uh, the uh, the SEC title game but is still in a, in a fight, you know, in, in consideration for the fourth spot against Notre Dame, and then they won the head-to-head. So I think that's, I think that's the only scenario that keeps Notre Dame out. What about Blau? Are you are you back from the uh, dark side? I'm 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 back, and and, and I, I agree with you guys because I think Notre Dame does, does Notre Dame trump an undefeated TCU though? I don't know. Do they? My, may, based well, <laughs> that's another good question. TCU's that that's a tricky one. That was the one I was going to bring up. Yeah, an undefeated TCU has a really good case, and 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 that's going to be you know that's going to be a tough one for the committee. I mean, we're going to assume, you know, that, it, that there's still some things that I think have to play out before I, I get real concerned about who gets left out. But that that's certainly a big one. You yeah. know, if TCU loses to an Oklahoma, now all of a sudden you, you know, Big 12 
is out there with the Pac-12 in that after dark world. Yeah, TCU has one added advantage is that they, it, this year it will have the extra data point, the extra game, because they will have to have won a Big 12 uh, title game, which and I had they not played that game this year and we're sitting there at, at undefeated, then I think, you know, and, you know, Notre Dame doesn't have to play in a, a, a league title game either. But uh, that's the question. But TCU's non-conference schedule is not uh, anywhere, I don't think, comparable to Notre Dame's full schedule. That would be a, uh, would be a pretty tough call. So, mm. all right, anything else? Moving on, I think we got a, a good, uh, a, a really good slate of games this weekend. Uh, and I, this really is, I think, watch out Saturday looking at some of the matchup, matchups. And we've talked about Notre Dame and all these and TCU, all these teams we're talking about. Uh, North Carolina State at Notre Dame, watch out, right? Uh, TCU at Iowa State, watch out, right? Um, uh, Georgia Tech at Clemson, is that a watch out, uh, uh, that's, Tony? That's a watch out. Um, is, what about Texas Tech is, at Oklahoma? Is that a watch out or a not watch? Texas Tech, I, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, Maybe, I think that's an iffy, iffy, you know. Uh, here's oh here's another question and, and it pertains to another subject I want to bring up. Uh, Rutgers at Michigan. <laughs> Rutgers at Mich- Rutgers has won two Big Ten ten games in a row for the first time since joining the league. And what about our our boy Jim Harbaugh, who last year we devoted a weekly column to Jim Harbaugh? Is the Jim Harbaugh myth? Is he man or myth? I mean, what's what's the read on this guy that um, certainly makes a lot of headlines, has solid teams, uh, but is, is against his rivals now, um, you know, not doing very well. Herb, you, we'll let you chime in first. Man or well, myth? Well, you know, I think that this year, you know, anybody who wants to grumble about Jim Harbaugh and question uh, the man, the myth, certainly has a case. In my mind, I, I think that next year becomes put up or shut up especially in that division. You know, now you see that Michigan State's better, Penn State, Ohio State. You know, they, they, they maybe get a pass this year because he's tooling somewhat, and, and it's just not working out for him. You know, you can, you can rip him for not, you know, putting everything together this year, but that, that's a pretty tough slate. I, I want to see what happens. When we're t- if we're talking about this a year from now, you know, we were going through the same conversation with Brian Kelly a year ago, and he's – for all uh, purposes, has, has put up. Now, right. if we see that from Jim Harbaugh in a year, then, uh, you know, the tarnish is off the golden boy. Jersey, yeah. Jersey, uh, Tony, go ahead. Uh, man, man well, I'm I I not a big fan of Coach Khaki Pants. <laughs> but but, but he, here's the reality. We, we, we all should have been a lot smarter when it comes to Michigan. We made some assumptions based on they beat, what they yeah. were last year. And after they beat Florida, and then we now know Florida's not very good. Uh, the reality is with the people, with the, with the start, they lost like 17 or 18 starters. They did, ridiculous right. number. Yeah. And we should have said, you know what, this is his transition year. The last year was he had some decent talent left behind, and he did, he did some good things with it. But the way that they're recruiting guys, they're going to be fine. Okay, Harbaugh can coach. Harbaugh can coach. He just runs his mouth when he hadn't won anything yet. Yeah. But but the guy is a good coach. You saw what he did at Stanford, and they were they are recruiting lights out in Michigan. So yeah. they they are going to get better. Yeah. When 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 you when you say when people say he hasn't won anything, 
Well, you know, the, he won the NFC championship uh, with the 49ers, yeah. and he came up you know, one play from winning the Super Bowl. And, and he won. He did certainly win big at Stanford, and went and went to an Orange Bowl, and I think won that Orange Bowl. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, Jersey guy, I mean, my problem with Har- with Harbaugh, in Michigan, is they don't have a quarterback that I that, uh, that 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 you can trust until they get a quarterback that can uh, that that can lead that team. And they're, go- they're you know I think they're they're iffy. Jersey, go ahead. Well, I, I, I think none of all of us would agree that when Harbaugh took a job, no one thought it would be a long-term career move. I think it, everyone thinks he's, he's going to go, still thinks he's going to go back to the NFL at some time because his shelf life at any price he goes is, is, is fairly short. What, what has made it tougher is that he's not beaten the rivals. He's not beaten Michigan State. He's not beaten Ohio State. And, and now he's not beating Penn State. So, I mean, that's that's going to wear on it now. How quick that gets accelerated, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, he's got a good recruiting class coming in, so he'll be here for two, two next year. But after that, I, I think it's all bets are off. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, all right, uh, give, give me a game this weekend. Tony, give me a game you're looking you're looking for. Is, is, is it the cocktail party game? Uh, uh, I, I know you're, uh, you're roaming around the... the in, in Gainesville right now, speaking to the Gator Club, uh, what what does Florida have any chance in that game? Florida, Florida's won three in a row. Let me take just Other a little that. stat. All right. Uh, the last time Florida has played Georgia as a top five team, the last time, the last three times Florida has played Georgia, and Georgia has been a top five team. Florida's won all three games. Okay, <laughs> Florida has won 27, 21 out of the last 28 games. And here, here's the stat for you guys. When Co- Coach Furrier came to Florida in 1990, okay, yeah. he reversed the psychology of the Georgia-Florida game. Since Steve Furrier came to Florida, Florida is 21-7 and seven against Georgia in the last <laughs> 28 games. Okay, So I'm, I'm telling you, this game, it's, it's a 14-point game. Georgia, Georgia, I think is going to win the game, but it's going to be closer than the experts. <laughs> uh, it sounds like you're not fully tr- in, trusting your your alma mater there, Tony, quite yet. I, I saw Florida in with Will Muschamp's last year when when Florida couldn't beat anybody. I saw Florida run for 400 yards against Georgia, yeah. running the same play. Time after time after yep. time. Okay? Uh, so yep. weird stuff happens in this game. Yep. I think Georgia's going to win, but I think it's going to be close. Right, uh, Herb, you got you got the Big Ten game of the year, which is not Michigan and Ohio State anymore, as you noted. It you know, uh, it's the bigger game, Penn State at Ohio State. Uh, huge ramifications. Uh, I, I think Ohio State's going to ro- roll, not roll this in this game. I think Ohio State's going to win. But what what are your thoughts on? Uh, on this epic. You know, I mean, that, that would be my, my, my first impression would be, yeah, Ohio State's going to, going to roll. The only thing about it is that I, I sort of, I thought Michigan would keep it close at, at Penn State uh, last week. Uh, I think that what, what we got to take a look at is Penn State's got, you know, whether you think it's a Hutchinson or not, Saquon Barkley is just a monster running back. And Trace McSorley is, is a really, I mean, they've got really good guys. At, at the skill spots, and, and they've got a really big tight end who does a nice job. And it just seems to be their year. You know, I, I don't know. I, I You know, I, I have more doubts about this game than I think you do because huh. Penn State just 
they seem to be a little bit of a team of destiny here. Yeah. And uh, and yet they're playing on the road, and Ohio State's had a week off, and and we saw how that went for Notre Dame and Penn State when they were the home team. So yeah. there's a lot of doubt in my mind about this about this game. I think it'll be a terrific game. Uh, yeah, payback factor too, right, with Ohio State after last yes. year. Although it didn't although it didn't cost Ohio State a a playoff spot uh, certainly. Uh, Blau. Uh, or first, anybody anybody willing on on the record to take Rutgers uh, over Michigan? Who's going to pick an upset? Anybody like no, Rutgers? Not. No. Rutgers. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Nobody. All right. Who, who's a caller on line three? Uh, uh, Blau. Uh, I want to I want to go provincial here because this is the greatest one of the good stories of the year. Again, is Columbia is leading the Ivy League with a six and zero record. Now, to, to put that in perspective, Columbia has gone into this year, had won five games, four games in the last five five years. I mean, they have a, they have a, they had streaks of twenty three and forty eight losing streaks. They had during their tenure. Um, they haven't. They they went won in nineteen seventy one. They were six and three. They didn't have a win since for twenty three years. Yeah. I mean, so this this is an amazing story. I Al Bagdali. Bagnoli came from Penn, where he had three Ivy League titles, and he got born at Penn, and he, and he came to Columbia, and he turned that program around. So no one cares outside of New Haven and and then you know Morningside Heights, but but it's it's a, one of those real stories you find in college football. Again, that makes you feel good about the sport when you see all the other stuff that goes on. That's right. It didn't Jack. They're playing, yeah. playing at Yale today, uh, on Saturday. In route to what looks like a possible undefeated season, which would be amazing. Didn't Jack Kerouac play for uh, uh, Columbia? I think he did, right? Or was the uh, he wrote poems for him or something? He's either a starting yeah, quarterback. I mean, you know, I mean, we took a uh, you know of seven games that was last matched in nineteen thirty five is pretty amazing. All right, my, I'm turning my 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 gaze to the my lonely conference out here, the left behinds, Pac twelve. Uh, a couple interesting games, but UCLA at Washington is is an interesting game to me because it's in broad daylight uh, in, a, in as a day game, and so Washington are you can't. Can I deal with that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how they play in the, in, the, in, uh, in under the sun, uh, but but you know this is a no excuse game for Chris Peterson, uh, who's been complaining about night games uh, all year long, and then went out and lost one of them just to prove his point. Uh, but <laughs> I don't. Here's my my thought on UCLA at Washington is that uh, I don't think, and, and this has kind of been overplayed a little bit, everyone's written Washington out of the national title or the playoff picture. I don't think, I don't think that's true. They do need some help. Um, but, you know, their seven-point loss at Arizona State is not that bad considering Arizona State just went to Utah and, and won 30-10 to 10 on the road. Um, and Washington's non-conference schedule is getting better than it was a month ago. I mean, Fresno State is the <laughs> Fresno State is the best FSU in in the country this year, uh, by far, or a better record. Um, so I, I, that's an important game for Washington to reestablish that you know, hey, re, you know, the, remember us, don't forget about us. And then if we get a few losses, if TCU loses and Wisconsin loses and 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 somebody and Notre Dame loses, then yeah, maybe they can get back in it at twelve and one. So that's my. Uh, anybody got any other thoughts before we get out of this? Uh, uh, you know, this haze of technological uh, nightmare. <laughs> I, I think some of our friends need to 
in college football, everybody needs to relax a little bit. I don't know. No, about it's impossible. Flipping the bird at the Alabama and State had a, a kid who was, ex, you know, uh, I, I think it's time for everybody to just take a deep breath and remember this is supposed to be fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. The fan, well, the fans are crazy. I have one question. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They need to calm down and then the players All right, Jersey guy, go ahead. Last word. What were you saying? Teams be by the committee this week. What do you think will be the – well, now you're breaking up. You literally—he literally did go behind the moon. I think this time. This is this is like this is. Well, just I got just, you got. Just, just think. Next time we talk, boys, we'll be on the eve of getting the first set of rankings on on Halloween night. That's fitting. Yeah, and, uh, and so it's it's it, it's going to be fascinating. Yeah, let's. Uh, at, if Georgia wins, it's going to be fascinating looking at. And if, if Georgia wins and Penn State win, two, three, and four is going to be really interesting. Yeah. I think you're right, I, and that and since Blau has left the uh, you know the orbit or wherever he is, uh, we you know we could save a lot of that for next week's podcast because that literally will be the ha- Halloween special I think. So, uh, all right, I think we ought to get out of here um, and uh, and get on with our days. So, our uh, until we meet again, adios everyone. Bye. Be good. Woo-hoo. Man, that was a little. That was a little, a little, a little, a little.